This is the ERP Advisor. The ERP Advisor's Overview of N4. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. This summer, ERP Advisors Group is spotlighting the most prominent vendors in the ERP software market. Today, we will be discussing N4 and its offerings and providing key insights into our experiences with this vendor. Welcome, Sean. Thanks so much for joining me today. I appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Thank you, Juliet. Yeah. So Infor has over 65,000 organizations worldwide and provides business cloudware, uh, cloud software products for many industry-specific markets. Um, and with over 60,000 customers, that's a lot. Uh, there is plenty of information out there um, to justify working with them. But how does a company know that it would be the right fit for them, right? Yeah, so yeah. with that, can I ask you to dive right in and like talk a little bit a little bit about who Infor is? Sure. Yeah, I love it. This this is great. Um, so so Infor um, has been around. You know, like like you said, they're 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 a large organization, but they've been around for for quite a while, um, and they have basically sort of evolved over time through a lot of acquisitions, right? And I think that's what we hope to do with this this summer series on these calls is, you know, I want to make sure that that I share just some real practical stuff, nothing confidential or whatever that, you know, we know because we go under NDA with vendors, we're not going to get into anything that's uh, materially non-confident or confidential information, public confidential information, nothing like that. But what we are going to share is um, just some some real practical stuff, like you said, Juliet. So I, I appreciate you asking that question. And the bottom line is, is Infor has been around for you know several decades, and they're a very established firm, tons of revenue um, in the billions, right, three billion or more, and they they have a lot of different software solutions in their portfolio, whereas some of the other vendors don't even come close to the number of solutions that they have. So that's probably one of the biggest differentiators is Infor has a lot of software. But something we've experienced over the last decade or so is they've gone through a bit of a revolutionary change where they did sort of say, okay, we got all these solutions. And, and remember, a software company makes a ton of money off their um, install base through maintenance updates that happen every year. They have to maintain the software, but the customer has to pay for that every year. So that was the original recurring revenue of the software industry mm-hmm. was the maintenance stream. Now, of course, the license is sold as a subscription, so you pay for that every year. And in, included in that is the maintenance. But um, Infor had a ton of customers, like you said, and they had a ton of, of maintenance that they were doing for customers. And, and over the last, like I said, probably a little less than a decade, they've really said, okay, you know, let's put some, let's let's pour a ton of money into R&D to take these legacy systems and make them more cloud-based and um, change their user interface, modernize the, the user interface, and even the not just the technology platform from running in the cloud, but also some of the integration tools, reporting, and the analytics tools. And it's really, really paid off for N4. Um, they've done a really nice job with that. Um, they actually had a team that was led by some ex-Oracle um, executives that came in again and said, all right, we got to put some technology innovation into these products. And I think we're really experiencing over the last couple of years, the benefits of that, that investment. So, um, so, you know, that gives you just a little bit of a feel that when you think about N4, think about a lot of products, 
but a lot of innovation and technology um, investment that they put into them too. So a little bit of a historical legacy um, applications that have they're trying to you know continue to evolve. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. And um, and I had mentioned that they offer many industry um, specific software platforms, but what do they sell? Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Just yeah. like overall? Yeah, certainly. It's a great question. So, so in for, um, I have to think about this a little bit. Um, in for primarily, I wonder if we could even say exclusively, sells enterprise applications that solve business process issues. So is it just ERP, right? ERP, again, remember, we call that a conceptual framework. That's all it is. It's not like, oh, it's a software that runs your business and your accounting and inventory. Uh-uh. That's not what ERP is at all. Um, it's it, And this is, this. I could get really, really, really abstract, but I'm not going to right now. We don't need to do that. Um, but the more important thing here about Infor is they sell enterprise solutions that meet specific industry needs. So all the way from you know, warehouse management to um, accounting and inventory. And even they have some projects um, um, software. They've got configure price quote solutions. They've got equipment rental solutions. So, you know, if you're if you're a business, um, we did have some nonprofits that were running some Infor solutions too. But most of what we see for Infor is not on the nonprofit side. It's more on the for-profit type of business. So, right. so you got a business, um, you know, the core customers of Infor have been, you know, small to medium-sized distributors, small, medium-sized manufacturers where, you know, they want to they have a sales order, put a sales order in the system that creates a bill of materials for our, our make to order environment that now that bill of materials tells the manufacturing guy or the work order, pardon me, tells the manufacturing guys and gals, okay, this is what we need to build. And here's what you put into it. Start. Right. And then they build that item. They complete it. QC. We want to track the quality control that happens on that product. Then we want to ship it. We want to track it. We want to track the invoicing. We want to track the collection on that invoicing. You know, pretty straightforward make-to-order kind of process. Um, Infor is all over that. They're also all over kind of a distributor models where a company buys something and they hold on to it. They sell it for a higher price. Maybe they do some value add on that. But but like I said, they have they have GIAC. They have they've purchased Lawson. They've purchased GT Nexus. Like they purchased some really good ERP solutions that were really strong in the mid-market space in the 70s and the 80s, right? And then they have these, these um, they call them the Cloud Suite solutions now, Cloud Suite Industrial, Cloud Suite Distribution, Cloud Suite Industrial Enterprise. Like they've changed the names of these products to sort of match this cloud environment that we're in. But the basic answer to your question is they sell business automation solutions for mostly for-profit companies in these different segments throughout the business, different functional areas. Yeah. Do they provide customizable platforms? Yes. So so their solutions are definitely customizable. Um, it's kind of funny because it, every it's it's like saying, hey, I have COVID, right? <laughs> hey, I customized my ERP. Oh my God, I can't believe it. You know, people freak out. Um, but the reality is we've had some great implementations. Uh, we had one really good one with a uh, $750 million uh, steel distributor that we used one of the N4 platforms for. And we actually did quite a bit of customization. You know, you don't really want to customize, 
But the way that we were able to get the software to support their needs wasn't quite out of the box. There were some key things that they needed. It wasn't a ton, but it was key customizations. And that made all the difference in the world for that customer. So no problem with the customizations at all, for sure, with the M4 products. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. As we know, the software market is very competitive, right? And there's so many different options to choose from. I mean, how does a company know what works for them, right? So. Um, Along those lines, from your experience in the trenches, working with our clients and your experience and knowledge, how and why does Infor win over their competitors? Mm, that's a great question. I mean, that that is the essence. I, and frankly, whenever I, I meet with a new vendor, I kind of I do the research and I understand what they are in like five seconds, right? I can look at a website and be like, oh yeah, I get it. I think anyway. <laughs> Sometimes I'm completely wrong, but not usually. Um, I better not be, that's my job. But I always, when I meet a vendor, I always say, why do you win over your competition? It's it's such a key question to differentiate. Um, right. It not only differentiates the solutions from other solutions, it also tests the person that you're talking to. Like, you know, like if they give you a really long-winded answer, like I am, they really can't answer what the question is. I actually can. But I want to put this out here because I think that's part of what we want to do, Juliet, with this series this summer is give people some really practical tips on when you are differentiating these vendors. How do you do that? One of the best ways you can do it for yourself is to ask the software salesperson, so when do you win over your competition? And again, you're going to get an assessment on that salesperson if they're like, oh, we win because we're better than them. Like, great, this guy or gal doesn't know what they're talking about, right? Or they say, well, we win because we're the lowest priced option. Oh, I don't know if I want the lowest priced option. Or they say something like, you know, we really take the time to understand our clients' needs. And what I have found is that in manufacturing and distribution, here's how um, you know our software compares to the other apps. And when the client sort of needs these things, we win. You want to be working with that salesperson for That's sure. Right. That's right. Now, would you ask your question again of me? <laughs> <laughs> From your experience of working with our clients and just through the years, like how it, does Infor tend to win over their competitors? Perfect. So there's probably three things I would say that are the most important for win and for wins over competitors. The first one is, especially for companies that are under, say, a half a billion in revenue, the reason why Infor wins is because of their partners. So Infor has a is probably the most established partner channel of any vendor in the market. And we may talk about that a little bit more later. I can't remember mm -hmm. if we're going to touch on that. So I'm just going to talk about it right now. Okay. Um, we have partners that we work with um, that, that represent and implement the N4 product that have been doing N4 for like 30 years. Mm. Wow. I mean, even some of the Microsoft partners we work with, I mean, Net NetSuite hasn't even been around that long. Um, you know, QAD has a partner that's been around for a super long time. But if you look in the N4 channel, especially for mid-sized businesses, there's partners that have just done everything. They, they've been through every war story, you know, you can imagine. I think they sometimes go back to the Civil War. Um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I got to be nice. Well, but for 30 years, I mean, that's a lot of history for sure. It's a lot of history. And those folks have dealt with problems that <clears throat> some of the newer um, implementation partners just haven't even come across yet. So so I love that about the Enforce. So when my client, like we were just talking this morning, Erica and I, we have a client that's implementing Cloud Suite Industrial. 
And they're really struggling with their internal resources. And we have a great partner that's helping them. It's CloudSuite Industrial. And I know the software solution is going to be great for them. But the reality is, is I know the partner is going to be able to do what they need to do to get these guys over the finish line. So partners are a big one. The second thing is, is they do have good industry functionality fit for multiple industries. Like I said, manufacturing, engineer to order, make to order, discrete, even some process stuff, you know, like chemicals and food. They've got some packs, process pack for that. Distribution, they nailed it. They've got great um, purchasing sort of, you know, you buy something, it goes on the stock, you have warehouse management, then you get a sales order in, you got that item, you've got your pricing, crazy pricing matrix, distribute it out, you know, they ship it out. They do a really good job with that. And then they've got some really good um, best of breed solutions that they've purchased over the years. One of them is a configure price quote tool. Mm -hmm. Um, which is really good. It's expensive, but it's worth it. If you really get your configure price quoting rules set up, it's a great tool, could completely transform the sales organization. You put a lot more rigor and standards in, whereas instead of having crazy people out there like, yeah, I'll sell it to you for 20, you know, 20% 20 of the list. I'll give you an 80% discount. Well, CPQ put some controls in on that. Mm -hmm. That's a good solution. They've got some HCM. Um, they've even got some CRM. They've got some uh, uh, PLM, product lifecycle management, uh, for uh, some of our food companies use that right now. It's a nice product. It was called Optiva that they purchased. So, um, you know, it's it, there's good feature functionality in the N4 platform. That's the second reason. Now, I'm going to tell you the, the real third one and the real most important one. And this is important. This is really, really important. N4 is a solid company. Uh, five years ago, like I told you, all that technology innovation they were doing, that costs a lot of money, like billions of dollars. Right. And they didn't have that cash necessarily. So they took out a bunch of loans. And 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 it was a risky move. It was a very, very, very risky move that uh, Chuck, Chuck Phillips, mm -hmm. uh, who is the ex-Oracle uh, president, you know, when he came in, like, I really have a lot of respect for him and his team because... They knew they needed to upgrade this solutions and to tech, get them to the next level in the technology platform, especially around cloud. Right. They took out a ton of loans to go do it and they did it. And then the, um, Infor sort of went through a couple different iterations of ownership and they were public, private. And then um, they got into, they got um, acquired by a company called the Coke Industries, which is a really good, solid American business, you know, manufacturing lots of different organizations. And the Coke brothers have really taken care of Infor. And, and I believe it's the long-term play for Coke Industries because it's a nice recurring revenue business. I think a lot of the Coke Industries businesses ran on Infor products. Oh, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, mm -hmm. so it makes sense. So that's the third big differentiators. I think they're in a really good spot um, for the long-term ownership as well for their long-term viability. Yeah. So were they not cloud before and they've just slowly transitioned over the last few years? Is that what it is? That's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, when you have a 30-year-old app, you know, like uh, 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 Commerce, Daily Commerce, I think it was called, or um, um, SX, there's different products that they had that now they've renamed Lawson, of course, and Bond. Those were all on-prem solutions right? Um, that they've, they've taken the money and time to get them so that they can run in the cloud. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Um, I don't know if you can answer this, but do you know anything about the retention of Infor? Like if people started out 30 years ago, like do they tend to stay with Infor or do they 
often look for others and go somewhere else. And especially with the transition to the cloud and having other options, like, can you answer that maybe? I don't know. I mean, I can answer any question with as best as I can say, <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully it's correct. I will tell you what I have observed. That's what okay. I will do. Okay. The answer is yes, that the customers have been, I think, very loyal to their solutions. Uh, I'm thinking of one company, a machine company. They make machines like for um, uh, process manufacturers, like bottling machines or different processing machines that a manufacturer would use in their operations. Um, and you know they were running they were running Lawson. I think it was for you know 15, 20 years, different iterations of it, looking at the upgrade. And so you know those businesses, those types of businesses, traditionally they're not very um, or they're more uh, risk adverse to technology, right? Mm-hmm. I could go change my ERP, or I could go, you know, buy a new machine, or I could go get more R and D, or whatever. Right? Chances are we're going to go to the R and D or whatever choice, or maybe hire some new people to bring spin up a new product line or whatever. Why would I upgrade my ERP when I just it does my debits and credits for accounting, and I know where my inventory is? Why would I do that? Right? So. But when cloud came along, a lot of these N4 customers were like, oh, you know, some of them got hit with cybersecurity attacks. Um, Rebecca from our team, the ERP Minute woman, she's mm-hmm. got like, she's known throughout the whole planet on that. Right. The ERP Minute lady. Um, I'm not sure what's the correct way to say it. Anyway, we'll ask Rebecca about Person. That person. The ERP Minute person. That's right. Our rock star. ERP sure. Minute person. That's perfect. <laughs> Um, but um, but you know we were, we did a report on a customer that went to Infor after a cybersecurity attack because their legacy system was on prem. They wanted to go to the cloud, so there was a lot of reasons why customers Infor customers were trying to get into the cloud, and Infor responded to that. Um, and they did have, and they do have good solutions to go into the cloud. So it's it's risky, right? Because every time a customer says, "Hey, you know, I need to I need to make this major upgrade. I've been on the software forever," they're also going to look outside. Um, of the existing product that they're on. They're going to look at, you know, an Epicor, they're going to look at a NetSuite or whatever. Um, but a lot of Infor customers will stay on that product because they don't really need to switch. The ERP does enough to run their business and they're going to have other innovations in parts of their business. Maybe they automate the warehouse some more or they, you know, take their manufacturing line and maybe they do, you know, batch records with um, some of the FDA stuff that's required for some of the food companies. So they go out and get best of breed solutions, but the core ERP stays. So it's a pretty loyal base is what I'm trying to say. I think they do a good job serving, a much better job now serving that base I think, and they did when they made all those acquisitions. Right. I will. I will round them out a little bit because when you buy, what I've observed is when an organization, a company buys a bunch of software solutions, that's a lot to maintain. It's like having, you know, I got two kids. Now I have thirty. Sorry, you know, some of the kids they're not going to eat as well as they would if they're over two, right? <laughs> or so, get the attention they need, right? The attention they need. Yep. So now we have all these products that all need attention. They all have install bases that are saying, "Feed me, feed me, give me more enhancements, do this, do that." But Infor looked at it correctly and they said, nope, we're going to get down to a few products going forward. Those are going to be the ones we're going to invest in. Mm-hmm. And Infor customers, I think, have responded pretty well to that. Yeah. So does Infor have different tiers? Like without speaking necessarily or generalizing about their platforms, um, do they have various size platforms? They do. Can you speak Absolutely. to us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, so you look at some of the cloud suite solutions and it's really hard to figure this out from their website. I mean, good luck. 
Um, you, you really need somebody like us who's actually worked with these or a really good salesperson at M4 who can sort of helps kind of help you figure this out. Sometimes the folks at N4, really any other software vendor, sometimes the salespeople aren't that experienced and they don't even know. <laughs> but you can sort of see two different tiers of, of ERPs generally at, at, um, at, at uh, N4. There's what used to be called M3 and LN okay. are more larger, bigger implementations, higher volume transactions, almost compete with like an SAP and Oracle. So we could call those lower end tier one solutions. And then they have more tier two solutions like Cloud Suite Industrial that used to be called Sightline or um, um, SX that is now called Cloud Suite Distribution. Um, and then there's other platforms in there too. So they do have good solutions for small, medium-sized organizations and then good solutions for, for, for big organizations as well. Mm -hmm. And are those more industry specific or just based on needs? No, it, it really is industry specific. Like if you're in, um, you know, process manufacturing, you would probably go to, and you're global and you need global requirements for multi-currency, um, deep, um, you know, accounting regulatory requirements and that you're going to go towards um, the M3 product, which used to be called Lawson with for bigger, right? But if you're smaller, CSI does a pretty good job with um uh, with some of that 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 localization and currency stuff too for smaller organizations as well. So you really do need to like, if you're looking at the N4 products, you're talking to N4, you need to say, hey, here's some of my unique business requirements. And then again, find the right person at N4 who can help sort of navigate to which product is the right one. Okay. Well, can you talk to us a little bit about their pricing structure? Is it pretty standard or is it flexible? How does that work? Yeah. You know, I would say it's pretty standard. And what I mean by standard is um, there's there's usually, and we're talking, there's software and there's services, right? Now the software is sold as a service. <laughs> so we we'll confuse that software as a service, SaaS, mm -hmm. right? But we're just going to say software and then say professional services, right? So you pay for the software and then you got to pay for somebody to customize it or not customize it, but configure it and set it up for you. Right. So now on the software side, Enforce models, pretty, very competitive. I'd actually say the pricing is extremely competitive in the market. Yeah, very competitive, maybe. That's good um, too. Yeah. And their model is such where they, they, have, they have license or cost per user. Mm -hmm. They also have cost by modules. So you figure out what the modules are that you need, and then you figure out what the number of users are that you need. And there might even be like CPQ, for instance, there might be user charges for that. And then there's a base charge for CPQ as a module. Okay. Pretty straightforward, right? It's pretty straightforward. You know, their contracts, they're pretty flexible with the terms they'll do. They'll do a, you know, one year, three year longer. Um, you know, you lock in the price during that, that time frame. So you want to try to get a, a contract that's not too long because you might want to switch in the future, but you don't want to go too short so that you can lock in. Um, you know, they have rate caps and stuff like that. So they do a pretty good job on their pricing. It makes sense. Some of the other vendors we talk about won't, but these guys do make sense. Yeah. So, Sean, let me ask you this. Um from your experience, um, are there any offerings that you would like to see them offering that they aren't right uh, now? Yeah. Um, you know, um, we're seeing some of the other vendors are starting to do a little more innovation in their technology platform, maybe around some process automation, integration sort of models. You know, some of the vendors have bought integration tools. Um 
I mean, I would like to see Infor continue to invest in their technology platform. Hmm. Um, I think they've they've done a really good job to get it to where it's at, for sure. But, you know, we don't want to get our customers behind. So we have a lot of customers that use that we put on Infor. Um, we were one of the bigger advisory firms with Infor, I think, last uh, two years ago. Um, because we love the product and it fit our needs. So it fit our clients' needs. So we, I want to see them continue to put investment in that technology platform to future-proof our customers for what's to come in the future. And you, I probably need to talk to them more about that. I'm glad you brought that up because that is one of the benefits we have is we can get with the product marketing or management people or even the VPs and even the, the, the people that run these organizations and kind of say, okay, what's really going on? Part of the due diligence we recommend for every client is to have a technology roadmap discussion with um, Infor or any other partner. But I would say do that for sure with Infor so that you understand it before you select it. Right. Well, if you're helping our clients and you're seeing that there's a need, you can always bring it to your contacts at Infor. And, you know, if you're seeing it, other people are seeing it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like even in the last Infor deal we did, when we did the technology deep dive, we focused more on sort of their, their data center strategy, business continuity planning, a little bit of kind of integrations that they support. It's a little more like, well, what do you do today? so that we can check all the boxes so that we know that they're they're in a good position for our clients. But it is that future look that I think we need to spend a little bit more time with. But, uh, but they've got the money, they're secure, and I don't see them not investing in the future. Again, some of the other vendors I do worry about, um, but you know, five, six years ago with them for I was freaked out about their technology strategy, their platform strategy. I'm not anymore. Now it's just, what do you do going forward into the future, especially as you have huge recurring revenue streams that are coming in? How do you invest that money back in the technology platform? That's what we want to know. That's right. And it makes perfect sense for Good. sure. So, well, Sean, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing all your valuable information. I appreciate it. Yep, yep. Thank you, Juliet. You're welcome. So, all right. Well, be sure to um, join us um, as we continue uh, with this limited multi-part vendor series that will advance your ERP knowledge and allow you to take advantage of over a century of combined ERP experience from our expert consultants here at EAG. So thank you again for joining us. This summer, ERP Advisors Group will be reviewing the most prominent ERP software vendors in the market. For more information about these vendors, please visit our website at erpadvisorsgroup.com. You can also find more EAG content by following us on social media or by subscribing to our podcast, The ERP Advisor.